Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> we uh, we had some uh, some interesting times this morning. Um, we had the printer is completely out of toner, so if you've noticed the bulletin, it looks a little strange. That's why we're out of toner. We're not sure when we're going to get more. Uh, earlier this morning, the computer was trying to update, so we didn't have it for the first half of the first service. All sorts of things have just been going completely haywire and weird today, which means we're doing something right, right? Because if we're getting some resistance, there's something going on well. So, that being said, we're going to start off today with a song called The Love of God. It is number 60 in that black hymnal, 6-0, just in case. It's called The Love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. No loyalty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win his erring child. And pardon from his sin. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. When years of time shall pass away and earth. When men who hear refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure still endure all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and angels' song. by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky oh love of God how rich and pure how measureless and strong it shall Good morning, good morning everyone. God bless you all. It's good to be gathered here this morning. Beautiful sunny day, snow's melting, the ice is going away. Thank the Lord. Amen. 
Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 18, and it begins, and it says, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. And continuing along that line, Proverbs 13 verse 17 says, A wicked messenger falls into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Father, we thank you for this gathering today. Lord, we thank you that there is life and health in your people. And in the words that we speak, when we speak your words, we speak life. We speak health, spirit, soul, and body. Father, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us in America, a free America, together to worship you, to lift up your precious name, and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ with no hindrance. Father, we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, sir. Our words are very, very, very important. So make sure you're using them to be an encouragement to someone today and to remind them of the truth of God's love. So let us sing this next song, The Old Rugged Cross. It's page 95 in that black hymnal, The Old Rugged Cross, 95, 95. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering. I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down.
So, really quick, I have a quick question for y'all. Do we have any guests or visitors here today who would like to stand or raise their hands and let them know as such? Yes, ma'am. Cassandra? Well, it's wonderful to have you here with us today, Cassandra. We're very glad to have you. All right. Was there anyone else? All right. Well, just in case none of you know, there is someone who hasn't been here yet. Arabella is down here in case you guys want to meet her a little bit later. Um, we're not like doing a lot of touching and holding or anything. Just trying to be careful with, with all the other stuff. But you can come down and see her, and she's very cute, so you should definitely come do that too. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit proud of her. So, but she's, she was able to be here today. So, um, but other than that, do we have any birthdays or anniversaries or any other celebrations you'd like to share with the, or your family? Nope, none there. All right. Well, then I'm going to give just two announcements. One, I hope you guys were uh, awake enough this morning when you were leaving to notice there's a lot of ice everywhere. But did you notice that there was a lot less ice in our parking lot? Well, you can thank Mark Cheatwood for that. He came out and he scraped it all up for us, and so we want to be, be sure to thank him. So if you're watching, Mark, thank you. Um, but it was very kind of him to do. Uh, the other thing, because there was ice, we obviously didn't get to have our Saturday big prayer breakfast meeting with Ron Sharp that we had been hoping to do. So that's been postponed. It's going to be Saturday, March 12th. So it's coming up really quick. So if you're still interested, make sure you still sign up just in case because we know that some people might not be able to go again because the day's changed. But if you're interested, make sure you sign up. I believe there is a sign-up sheet out there. If not, we can probably just get a piece of paper and start putting names down on it and we'll figure it out. Um, but those are the only two real announcements. Um, like I said, we're out of toner, so there's not a lot of these, and they kind of look weird, but they work. So, um, with that being said, we're going to sing one more song. It's going to be page 175, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Page 175 in that black hymnal, 175, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Wonderful Grace of Jesus, greater than all my sin, how shall my tongue it. Where shall its praise begin? Taking away my burden, setting my spirit free for the wonderful grace of Jesus. Oh, my sin is 
Do we have a special today, I believe? Yes. I believe so. Oh 
Genesis. <laughs> Here, put that back on there. I got it. <laughs> oh. I may be old, but I don't need your rocking chair. <laughs> All right. Genesis, the fourth chapter, beginning verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he did not respect. And Cain was very wroth. His countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with his brother Abel. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. Did you, re do you remember, uh, do you remember when uh, a great big large champ, uh, uh, a big, large chimpanzee got loose out of the Oklahoma City Zoo. You remember reading about that? He was, they looked all over for him. They looked in, in every street, every town, every school, everywhere. They could not find that chimpanzee. It's a huge thing. The librarian found him in the library. 
What are you doing in the library? Well, he said, I'm trying to find out if I'm my brother's keeper or my keeper's brother. <laughs> you know, the men like to get together. I don't know if all of you know this. It's kind of a secret, but men get together in a coffee shop. I belong to one of them. They get together in a coffee shop and they talk about all kinds of things, uh, you know, what's ever in the paper. And they talk about uh, fishing and the sports and the hunting and what's going on in the town and in the paper. And they just have a good time drinking coffee. Men like to get together, you know, and talk without the ladies being present. I don't know why, but they do that. And one of them brought up a subject. He said, we haven't seen Fred. Well, have you seen Fred? No, I, I heard that Fred died. No, I haven't heard a word about Fred dying. Uh, I, I didn't know he died. Yes, I think Fred died. Everybody was countenance fell about that. Because we don't like to lose our friends, you know. So... Uh, <laughs> The next morning, George had gone home, and the next morning, guess what happened? Fred called him on the telephone. <laughs> Fred, is that you, Fred? Yes. Where are you calling from? <laughs> and that's a question for each one of us. Where are you calling from? What is your motivation in life? What are you motivated by? Are you motivated by self-interest? Are you motivated, motivated by self-sufficiency? Are you motivated by self-centeredness? When you examine your daily life, your daily behavior, what is your basic motivation? Are you calling from envy? Where are you calling from? Are you calling from hatred? Are you calling from uh, jealousy? Are you calling from pride? Are you calling from hell or are you calling from heaven? Are you good news or are you bad news? Jesus of Nazareth has said, those who would save their life will lose it. And those who would lose their life will save it. The men and women who live for the sake of pampering their bodies are soothing their egos, buying bigger and better toys, trying to impress people <laughs> they don't like him anyway but they're trying to impress them with, with their bigger toys and everything and uh, they have already lost their life they're dead they just haven't had their funeral yet self-maintenance people is futile One cannot maintain that which is not eternal. 
Holy Scripture tells us in 2 Samuel 14, 14, For we must needs die, and as, our, as water spilt upon the ground, which cannot be gathered up, neither doth God respect any person. And in Hebrews 9, 27, It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Oh yes, where are you calling from? That's a good question. Are you serving hell or are you serving heaven? Are you serving death or life? Galatians 6.8 For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you are basically centered inward, if you are motivated by self, you serve a God that dies. For no one is a true atheist. I know you've heard about atheists, but there's no real true atheist. For all men serve a God, for that which is ultimate in your life is your God. What's ultimate in your life? That's your God. That which you put first in your life, that's your God. And the gods of this world do not deliver on their promises. They cannot deliver because they too shall cease to exist. Isaiah 48, the grass withereth, the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. What is that word? What is the greatest commandment, the greatest word? Matthew 22, 37, 40. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Either heaven or hell. Life or death. So, where are you calling from? It's a question. We each must answer that question. The other question is this. Is asked by Cain. Am I my brother's keeper? The resounding answer echoes down the halls of all eternity. Yes, 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 you are your brother's keeper. Almighty God of this universe, ask every one of us this morning, where is Abel your brother? He's asking you a question. Where is your sister? Some of people in our church are no longer active. Every Sunday school class in every, in every church needs a committee of visitation, a committee of evangelism to visit the brothers and the sisters to see where, what they're doing. Are they sick? Are they upset? Are they depressed? Are they unemployed? Are they just staying at home on their blessed assurance? No. <laughs> You know, let me read from Mark. 
I had to put that down there. And Mark 2, 1 through 12. And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up and let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins forgive, are forgiven thee. There's always somebody throwing cold water on things, isn't there? Uh, there were certain scribes that were sitting there. They were reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemy? And who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take thy bed, and walk. And that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, Why, we've never seen it like this before. The man could not come on his own. He needed his brother. He needed those brothers. And four of his brothers went to him and carried him to see the master. I named those four brothers. One of them, had, his name was Vision. He could see something could be done. Not just sit around, but actually see something done. And the other one, determination. We're going to carry this through. We're going to take this man to, to Jesus. We can do it. You lift up that corner. You lift up that corner. I'll get this corner. You get that corner. Let's get him up. Go through the crowd. We can't get in. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to come through the ceiling. So they got up on the ceiling and broke it and lowered the man down to see Jesus. Vision, determination, fellowship, joy. These four brothers brought life back to their church because they didn't just sit around in a paradigm of maintenance. They were concerned about doing the will of Jesus. We just can't just maintain. We've got to do the will of Jesus. They were concerned about being in missions. They were concerned about being in evangelism. Oh, that each and every member of this church, of Liberty Baptist Church, become inspired and become motivated on fire for evangelism and loving God with all your heart and soul and mind 
and your neighbor as yourself. In Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day coming. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. We realize there are some people that are sick that can't leave their house, but we've got some people, like I said a while ago, they're staying home for no other reason than they just don't want to get dressed and come to church. And the Bible says, and God said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. You go to church. We need each other. We support each other. Where is your brother? Where is your sister? And you may answer God someday if you go out and, and bring them in. Maybe we can answer God with joy unspeakable and full of glory. My brother and my sister are here with me, worshiping with me, and we're singing praises unto God. Yes, Jesus, we are going to do your will. Let's stand and let's sing this song together. Where is it? Here. Come on up. Right. <laughs> I have found His grace is all complete. He supplies every need. While I say. 